Good evening, I'm Christian Esquera, and welcome to tonight's uh, episode of After the Fact, where we get to see things more clearly, where we get a better sense of the truth. Let's start by dissecting the news. A recent Supreme Court ruling describes psychological incapacity as a legal and not medical concept as a ground to nullify marriage. It doesn't have to be a mental or a personality disorder and does not require the testimony of a psychiatrist or a psychologist in all cases. The ruling raised hopes that seeking a declaration of nullity will no longer be astringent and costly. But will this now be the case really? Is there anything groundbreaking with this decision, especially for couples looking for an easier way to end their marriage because of psychological incapacity? Tonight, we'll break down the uh, implications of this latest ruling. We'll talk about also the proposals to once and for all legalize divorce here in the Philippines. Now, be part of our discussion. Send us your questions and comments on our YouTube live chat or tweet us using the hashtag ANCAfterTheFact. With us tonight is Attorney Solidad Derekito Mawis. She's the Dean of the Lyceum of the Philippines University College of Law. We also have with us Father Renilo Aquino, the Dean of the San Bede University Graduate School of Law. Good morning, uh, good, af- good evening, good Deans. Good and thank you for joining us on the program. I still, get, uh, I still need to get used to this new schedule. My apologies for that, Dean Sol and Father Rani. Mm-hmm. And you have to mention, Christiana, Cagayan State University. I am part okay. of State University. Okay, okay. You're part of the Cagayan State University. Okay, let's start the discussion by, 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 by this impression that this latest ruling by the Supreme Court uh, describing psychological incapacity as a legal and not a medical concept. Is there anything groundbreaking with this really? Uh, I'll start with Dean Sol. First and foremost, I would like to clarify something we are all going to discuss a briefer that was issued by the Supreme Court. I, have, I do not have a copy of the decision yet. In fact, this morning, I was asking for a copy of the decision because we must comment on the decision. But the decision has not yet been released. So for all intents and purposes, we are discussing a case, the decision of which no one has seen yet. We're just discussing the briefer. Now, if you ask me, is there something that is groundbreaking here? In a sense, yes, only because the Supreme Court said that this is no longer, this is not a medical issue, psychological incapacity is not a medical issue. It is a legal issue, okay? And that the second, I think, groundbreaking uh, resolution is number two, Supreme Court said that there is no need to prove anymore that the said psychological incapacity should be permanent because prior to that, we have to prove three things. First, juridical antecedents, that's severity, and then incurability. But based on the briefer, according to the briefer, Supreme Court said there is no need to prove that it is permanent and therefore incurable. And secondly, and thirdly rather, this is the first time the Supreme Court expressly said it, and I hope it will be expressed in the decision because this was what was stated in the briefer, that it is relational which means you may be psychologically incapacitated with person A, but it does not necessarily mean that you are psychologically incapacitated with person B. So, so to me, those are the three things. But, uh, but if, but, you're, if your but, question is, will it expedite? I don't think so. Okay, we'll talk about that later. But first, the last part that you mentioned, uh, it, can be, it, uh, it should be seen as relational. Uh, what is the basis of that? Because, well, that's, well you're, a person can be, bring out the worst in you. But it does not necessarily mean that if you are 
in relationship with another person, this person will also bring out the, the worst in you. And that's the reason why it's relational. And it has been like that and identified even previous to the ruling of Andal. Okay. Now, Father Rani, um, when this uh, decision came out, you wrote a very interesting piece in the newspaper basically describing the, uh, the, the portion where uh, the Supreme Court describes psychological incapacity as a legal and not a medical concept in the context of constructs. Father Rani. Constructs again, huh? Yeah. You remember, uh, Christian, the last time you interviewed me, it was about constructs. Yeah, regarding martial law. In the first place, I don't think it was ever really a medical concept. It has always been a legal concept. In fact, if you go back to the particular provision of the Code of Canon Law from which it was taken, Canon 1095, even there, it is a legal conclusion. In other words, uh, what Dean Sol uh, was saying is that in effect, the uh, final arbiter of whether there is psychological incapacity is not a psychiatrist, not a physician, but the court. But the court has to arrive at that conclusion on the basis of a set of facts. And for this, sometimes you might have to call on an expert, but not necessarily in all cases. Okay, but uh, again, how do you prove, the, how do you prove in, uh, psychological incapacity on the part of one's spouse or even both? Uh, okay. For example, if by the testimony of the witnesses, testimony of the spouses themselves, or testimony of the aggrieved spouse, because in a nullity case, I don't know, Dinsol, maybe you may agree with me on this. In a nullity case, the petitioner will usually not have any opposition in court. Uh, the spouse who is uh, from whom nullity is sought will usually not enter an appearance and only the Republic will stand to oppose the uh, marriage to the Solicitor General or the Prosecutor. So how do you prove? If uh, the, the spouse, for example, proves that uh, her partner refused to live with her peaceably and it was never possible to live with her peaceably, that, that should be sufficient for the court to conclude that this man is or this man or woman is incapable of psychologically dis, uh, discharging the duties of marriage. Okay. Dean Sol. Yeah. Remember that in this case of Andal, the Andal case did not say that it can, you will not prove root cause. You still have to prove root cause. You still have to prove gravity. And how do you prove root cause? Aside from the aggrieved party, you have to call someone who can testify about how this person grew up. What was the family background of this per person to determine whether he's psychologically incapacitated or not? Because we need to prove that the psychological incapacity existed at the time of the celebration of the marriage. So therefore, there is a need to refer back okay, to the past. And somebody has to testify. Now, thirdly, I think, what, I, think I should stress that the Andal case did not say that you are barred from presenting a psychiatrist or psychologist. No, you can still, in my mind, you can still present. And if I were the lawyer handling the case, I will just to prove what, what point that at the time of the celebration of the marriage, this person was psychologically incapacitated. Okay, but Christian. Okay. Yes. Mm. Okay, Father Ani. Do you know what to, what to me is really groundbreaking about this? I, I, I don't know, Saul, if you will agree with me, no? What's really groundbreaking with this is what appears to me from the Supreme Court press office, no? What appears to me from that uh, briefer 
or from that uh, uh, brazy is an attempt of the Supreme Court to undo the Molina Doctrine. Yes. Because the Molina Doctrine was taken to be very stringent. Now, uh, would you like me to talk? Uh, can you sure. please get some time to talk about this? Sure, sure. You will recall that this is a new provision. Article 36 is a new provision in our laws on the family. This did not exist in the civil code. Insanity did, but not psychological incapacity. Now, the courts were at a loss. How do you apply psychological incapacity? Until the Molina case reached the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court, which was presided over at that time by Chief Justice Artemio Panganiban, summoned several amici curiae. Hmm. Were you an amica curiae at that time, Sol? No, no, sir. No, no father, no father. Ang, ang, ang isang amicus curiae, Christian na tinawag nila, ay si Archbishop Oscar Cruz, na yeah. namayapa na. Kasi noon, siya yung president of the Appellate Matrimonial Tribunal. Yeah. And then at the conclusion of that case, the Supreme Court ruled, henceforth it would be desirable for the courts to hew their decisions as closely as possible to the decisions of the, uh, of the Appellate Tribunal so that canon law and civil law can go hand in hand. Words to that effect. Mm. Of course, since the church is very stringent about uh, issuing declarations of nullity, that same kind of stringency passed on to the family courts. And uh, this case now, Andal, attempts to undo it. Tries to undo it. And no, if earlier, I may add, uh, okay. if I may add, Christian, even before the Andal case, there was this case, Te versus Te. Sinabi talaga ng Supreme Court dyan, the Molina Doctrine should not be applied like a straight jacket. Each case must be appreciated and decided based on its own circumstances, based on its own merit. But okay. I think what is, I think, groundbreaking here to Father is there is now a shift, okay, from a straight jacket approach as laid down in Molina to a more open approach, no? It, it gives a way out of, you know, a very, very bad marriage. That to me is the import of this press briefers at the time. Okay, so does it now mean that it would be quote-unquote easier to seek uh, the knowledge of a marriage using the ground of psychological incapacity as a result of this decision? Dean Sol, you were saying something yeah. earlier. With all due it. respect, I don't think it's not going to be easy because the quantum of evidence is still the same. It does not change. It's still preponderance of evidence. I still have to prove, you know, that the psychological incapacity existed at the time of the celebration of the marriage. And it is very grave, which means even during the marriage. Ang, ang nabawas lang is actually that it, the third element of incurability. And that's the reason why, and even prior to this Andal case, Supreme Court even said in one case that this psychological incapacity can be managed. So it did that. It does not mean that it cannot be cured. So it was a good idea that to take out incurability. But since it's the same level of the same quantum of evidence, it's not a question. Madali ba to? Hindi to madali. Kasi kailangan mo pa rin magpresenta ng tamang ebidensya. I'd like to also clarify, uh, in the past, whenever there were cases wherein you needed to prove psychological incapacity, was it a prerequisite or a requirement for you to bring in a psychologist or psychiatrist? Or were there cases where incurability was established even without those experts 
Was that under, even possible? Under the Molina doctrine, Christian, uh, Sol will tell you herself, it practically made it a requirement. Yeah. But decisions subsequent to that, uh, I think there's one case entitled Marcos, no? Yes. yes. Uh, one, one case and after that, and some other decisions said, in it's not necessary in all cases because if the court can appreciate for itself the psychological incapacity or inability without the need for of expert testimony, pwede na siyang magdesisyon na may psychological incapacity. Uh, ang isang nagpahirap pa uh, sa proseso, Sol, tiba noon kahit na walang participation ng Republic, okay lang. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, the uh, the Supreme Court thought of incorporating again a canonical uh, feature, which is the defender of the bond. So the Republic in the in the family courts functions like some kind of defender of the bond who tries to find any loophole in the case for nullity. Yeah, okay. I, I totally agree with Father Rani here. And it's true that in Marcos versus Marcos, talagang sinabi ng Supreme Court, it is not a condition precedent for you to have a psychiatrist or psychologist. Why? Because it should be based on totality of evidence. Okay. And then secondly, I think the reason why that the OSG and or the public prosecutor are required to appear is that because remember that marriage is an inviolable social, social institution, institution which the state needs to protect and will always protect. Kaya miski hindi umapir yung respondent, talagang may kalabat ka dyan, and that is the state. Okay, Let, let's go back to the basics here. Basically, what do we mean by psychological incapacity and how basically do you prove that? Uh, to end a marriage using a declaration of nullity from the court. Si Mauna, then I will explain its canonical background. Okay, okay, yes, Father. I will just have to base it on what uh, there's a Supreme Court case entitled Gantan versus Gantan. No? Yeah, Gantan. Okay. Uh, yes, psychological incapacity is the most serious cases of personality disorder. That was what how it was defined before that clearly demonstrates utter insensitivity or inability to give meaning and significance to the marriage. So at that point in time, this is a 2020 decision, personality disorder pa siya. But again, here comes the Andal saying that it's not a personality disorder. How it will be defined or how will it be defined by the case of Andal is something that I'm really looking for and waiting for. But, but what are the most common examples or manifestations of uh, psychological incapacity as presented in court? Narcissism, for example, is one. Dependent personality disorder is another one. It's okay. A, Father Rani. For example, the inability to maintain common life with another person. That's uh, psychological incapacity. You know, in canon law kasi, Christian, kung saan nakuha ng family code committee ito, it simply says, uh, those who because of causes of a psychological nature are unable to assume the obligations of marriage. Sana ginaya na lang eksakto yung uh, words of the canon kung saan nila kinuha. Hmm. And siguro dapat din malaman ng mga tao kung paano nakapasok itong Article 36 nito sa Family Code. Ito ay alam ko dahil sa I was one of the pioneers of the Judicial Academy. My term there has just ended, Sol, together with the, with the Justice, Justice Ascuna. 
So I served 20 years there in the Judicial Academy. Ngayon, one of our pioneers there also was Ricardo Puno, who was a member of the Code Committee. Sabi niya, doon sa committee namin, ang daming may gusto ng diborsyo. But there were also others na talagang tumatangit. Uh, they, they did not like the idea of introducing divorce into Philippine law. So they, they broke their heads over this question. Ano kaya ang pwede nating ilagay na gawing mas madali ang pag-declare ng nanal ng marriage without having to go through a divorce proceeding? And then some, some brilliant guy there thought about canon law. I don't know where he picked it up. Uh, and psychological incapacity. So they got that, but unfortunately reworded it. Because had they kept what is in the canon, imagine it says, those who because of causes of a psychological nature, that can be anything. That can be anything. But won't that be even more dangerous and more susceptible to abuse, Father? Well, uh, as Saul says, you still have to do your proving. Uh, for example, if a person is suffering from an anxiety disorder alone, I don't think that is sufficient to declare a, a marriage null. But if the anxiety is uh, or goes to such an extent that he can no longer live peaceably with his wife or stay in the home for a fixed period of time, then at some time the court will conclude based on the totality of evidence presented, I don't think he is capable of fulfilling the essential obligations of marriage. Okay. Dean Sol, in reality, based on the cases at least that you have handled, uh, since this is your, your expertise also, uh, was this really uh, a very abused uh, way out of a marriage, the use of psychological incapacity, and basically uh, give us an idea of the batting average of uh, of marriage ending or being declared as null uh, yeah. as a result of this basis. You know, it's difficult to prove Article 36. It's not an easy way out, especially given the guidelines of Molina. You have to prove root cause, incurability, and gravity. And that's the reason why now, nowadays, you, you don't only bring one expert witness, you bring one psychologist, one psychiatrist, and then, of course, you have to even call a number of witnesses to prove the past, how this person grew up, etc. So it's really difficult. It's not really easy. Now, what is the batting average? It really depends upon the judge. Some judges, I'm not saying that they're not strict. It's just that the way they, they weigh they weigh things is really based on the totality of evidence. Some judges are known to be strict. Some judges are known to be more or less not accepting but open-minded. Okay? But all of them, naman, they based it on evidence. So what is important really is the evidence. It's not a matter of saying, oh, madali ba to, hindi ba to. Ano yung ebidensya? Because at the end of the day, your case will be decided based on the evidence. Okay, and also just to clarify things, because uh, based on this briefer that came out of the Supreme Court, other special on social media uh, were expressing the, were, were embracing the impression uh, that it might be easier now to get your, your marriage declared as null uh, based on psychological incapacity. Just to clarify things, and also based on the experience, uh, would it still be better to bring in an expert, a medical expert, to prove your case instead of just... Uh, basing it on many other uh, witness testimonies, for instance? Well, it depends upon the case. I said there are times that you don't have to 
call somebody to just confirm that there is something wrong with this guy. Like remember, there was one case, the very first case of psychological incapacity involved a man who refused to sleep with the wife, to consummate the marriage. There was no psychiatrist or psychologist who was called. For three years, he refused to sleep with the wife. To me, that's enough basis to say that this person is psychologically incapacitated. Okay? But if knowing myself, I would still bring in psychologists or psychiatrists just to make sure that I'll win the case. Because at the end of the day, my case will have to be decided based on the merits of my evidence. And how long usually does it take for, for, the, uh, for the court to decide on a, a case uh, using psychological incapacity as basis? Based on, based on experience, two years? That's Depends on how diligent the judge is. And the, how the, and the problem <laughs> is the pandemic, Pate. You know, given the pandemic, you cannot blame the judges for canceling hearings because, you know, we cannot just go to court. But sometimes poor uh, uh, connections, no? The community connections. So, so many things, why cases are being postponed nowadays. Okay. Uh, Father, I, can you, can you elaborate on that also? Yeah. I think the rule of thumb will be something like this. If the lawyer is very sure that the evidence he has clearly indicates a disorder, call it what you like, a psychiatric disorder or an emotional disorder that does not allow a person to comply with or fulfill the essential obligations of marriage, no need for a, an expert witness. But I agree with Saul, you want to be sure, call a psychiatrist, ask a psychologist to testify. And this latest a Supreme Court ruling does not preclude lawyers and parties no, from bringing no, in experts. Hindi lang siya requirement. It only says that they are not required. Yeah. But they may still do so. Yeah, it did not say that they are prohibited. It's just okay. that they're... Remember, Christian, I can, if I were to handle a case, I cannot only focus on the now. What's the relationship between these two parties? Because I might just be proving a ground for legal separation. Yeah. I need to prove that that what behavior, that personality disorder or behavior existed at the time they exchanged ideas. Okay. So it's more than proving the now. You have to go back to make sure that you will be able to prove that, that at the time they exchanged ideas, that personality disorder was already there. Okay. Al alam mo, Christian, ang isang mahirap dito, wala sa atin talaga yung full decision as well as mentioning. Pero... I heard and I read somewhere, I am not sure now, uh, the veracity of the source, that in the supposedly in the main decision that still has, that I still have to read, uh, in the main decision, there is something like uh, a repetition of the doctrine laid down before us all that when psychological incapacity is, exists now, then unless there is evidence to the contrary, it shall be presumed to have existed at the time of the marriage. Oh. Again, we, we just have to wait for the body of the decision. Yes. In this part of our interview, of our conversation, we're going to talk about the push uh, to legalize divorce once and for all in the Philippines. But be, before we go to the meat of the discussion, let's talk about the options available to people who want to, to end their marriage. The marriage which they describe as uh, hopeless, and loveless already, so they want to quit that uh, that union uh, in the eyes of the law and also in the eyes of God. So good thing I have both of you here tonight. Let's start with uh, with Dean Sol. Basically, what are the options available? 
to terminate the marriage, none. Legal separation, that's an option, but you are still married. Yeah. You know, we don't have uh, we don't have a law that would terminate the marriage. We have laws to annul the marriage, which means there are grounds existing at the time of the celebration of the marriage. And given this period of year, you can have it set aside and annulled. We have a law that can declare the marriage null and void, but still on very specific grounds. Okay, let's then, uh, let's uh, differentiate between annulment and declaration of nullity. Yes. When you say it's an annulment, the marriage is valid, but you can set it aside. Why? Because at the time of the celebration of the marriage, one or both of the parties did not obtain parental consent. Or at the time of the celebration of the marriage, it was a case of vitiated consent. May tumutok na pilitang umoo kasi may forced duress intimidation. And then you are given a period of five years to have it annulled. Okay? And, but if you failed, then it will ratify the marriage. Now, you have a petition for declaration of nullity of marriage. The, it, from day one, it's really null and void. You married your brother. You married your sister. You married your first cousin. So it can never be ratified. It can never be considered as what? A valid marriage. Now, the third option under the law is petition for legal separation. You can separate officially. Of course, there will be effects on properties and the like but you are still considered as married. You cannot remarry. You cannot take a girlfriend because you can still be held liable for concubinage or even adultery because the marriage is still intact. So technically, no divorce for non-Christians, okay? For non-Muslims, no divorce. For Muslims, there is. There are, there's divorce for Muslims. You know, Christian, when I give a lecture on this to our priests, who are doing legal studies, I, I use this kind of an explanation. When you say it is a, an annulable marriage, it's voidable. Voidable meaning, anjan pero may lamat siya. Kailangan niya ang pitik ng husgado at ang talagang mapapawalang visa. Yung null and void naman, sa umpisa pa lang, sira na, factory defect na. See? That is the different. So avoidable marriage, which is attacked by annulment, remains until you bring an action to have it set aside. An example is concealed homosexuality. That is a that is an annulable marriage uh, because that constitutes fraud. Mm -hmm. uh, the other option I'd like to add to Sol, Sol mentioned declaration of nullity, annulment, and legal separation. The other option is provided by 9262, no, Vow C. Uh, when a spouse is very abusive, the male spouse is very abusive, the court can issue a temporary protection order, protection order ordering him to stay away from the spouse, even if where the spouse lives is his own house. And under certain circumstances, the temporary protection order can become a permanent protection order, in effect, decreeing separation of the spouse. Okay, but but of course, they're still married. Yeah, of course, they remain married. Mm. Yes. Uh, which is the argument used by those who are pushing for this uh, absolute divorce bill. Uh, cases like that are often cited during deliberations in Congress, both in the House and in the Senate. So why stay in that marriage even if, if there is such a protection? Is that even logical? What, 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 why, why should there... What, would you, what was the question? A common argument, kasi, for instance, why do you need to end the marriage? Diba? Sinasabi nila, abusive, lasengo, addict, binubugbog lagi. 
You mentioned, Father, that uh, there are options available in law. You, you also mentioned vow C. But again, what if there are, this is a common argument. What if we want to experience happiness, a blissful, blissful marriage once and for all? Why do we have to be bogged down by what the law says when in fact we were actually victims of an abusive marriage? How do you, how, well, how would you respond to those uh, questions? Well, you're asking me to take up the cudgels for the Catholic Church's position on against divorce. No, and I, I willingly do so. While, while from the point of view of a professor of law, I might see very good reason for allowing for a divorce law. As a Catholic, I stand by the teachings of the church. You know, uh, th this is the point, uh, Christian. There is need to protect the institution. Number one, if you allow for divorce, which is the back door from marriage, spouses who are in trouble will not make any effort to mend a broken relationship anyway because there's an easy way out divorce but the second point for me is even more telling because it can result in an unequal protection of the law now you will either grant divorce on some grounds or all grounds if you grant it on all grounds or any ground that's crazy because you're making a mockery out of marriage don't don't have marriage at all but if you grant it on some grounds who are you to say that the suffering of the person is greater for the ground that you recognize for divorce than the suffering of one whose ground you do not recognize. In other words, you're running uh, very thinly across the surface of uh, equal protection, the equal protection clause of the Constitution. And, uh, you know, Christian, when there are children, the, the victims are always the children. You know, if, if the whole argument is, Kawawa naman kami. See, uh, masama na talaga itong pagsasama namin. Yes, make use of any of the remedies Dean Sol mentioned. Go for annulment, go for a declaration of nullity, ask for legal separation, of, or may bugbugan dyan, use vowsy. But why do you want divorce? Because you want to get married again. That's the real point. And having failed once, why should we give you another chance? Dean Sol, what do you think? Okay. First, First things first, I am a Catholic. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. Okay? <laughs> I have to say that. Okay? But you know, I've had that. <laughs> I wrote a paper, Father, and this really to me is mind-boggling. How come our brother Muslims, they have divorce, and yet us non-Muslims, we cannot? Why, why is there a difference? It's because of our religion. Now, is religion supposed to be, as I'm now talking as a lawyer, is religion supposed to be the basis of law? How come the Muslims have a different set of laws? They're allowed to have divorce, but us non-Muslims were not allowed. Secondly, I think, and this I agree with Father, we cannot have a blanket ground, you know, for everybody to have divorce because otherwise you reduce the institution, the, the marriage, as an, just an ordinary contract, which cannot be the case. It is an inviolable social institution. So ang dapat pagnilaya dyan, ano yung ground? It must be really severe, okay? It must really be serious and grave. For us, if at all we're going to talk about divorce, dapat mas malalim na ground. Hindi, to me, I, I don't believe in irreconcilable difference. Because okay. if you say that's a ground for divorce, I think it will reduce marriage... Uh, into a, an ordinary contract 
not it will not really serve the purpose of it being an inviolable social institution. Okay, so Dean Soledad Mawis is referring for uh, to our viewers. She's referring to the ground used. Uh, in the uh, Absolute Divorce Bill, Irreconcilable Marital Differences. For those who are used to watching Hollywood movies, this often cited by celebrities who would like to call it quits. Let's say after an evening or a week weeknight in Las Vegas, uh, realizing they don't uh, <laughs> they don't like or love their 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 spouse anymore. Just like to clarify first, Dean Mawis. So, are you in favor of divorce? On principle, but you are very yes. much concerned about the grounds. Yes, I am. I am based on what I have seen, based on what I have, you know, not experienced. My husband is not psychologically capacitated. We're okay, father. But <laughs> but, based course, on, sorry, yes. but based on what I've seen, I think there should be a way out. But okay, the that. grounds, talaga, the grounds, I cannot just simply accept irreconcilable. But, but Kenina, before I go to Father Rani, you, you mentioned that religion should not be the basis of law. But aren't we overlooking the values uh, that are being protected by the Catholic Church? Not just because it's a religion, not because this is the, the, the faith itself, but because there are many uh, important facets of family life that the Catholic Church would like to okay. actually protect. What I, can I, what I cannot just understand, even up to now, how come none... How come our Muslim brothers and sisters, they have that option? And us who are Catholics, we don't have that option. Why? Ibaba ang pag-aasawa ng isang Muslim, ibaba ang pag-aasawa natin. Pareho namang sagrado ang kasal sa atin. Pero bakit sila pwede? Pa tayo hindi pwede. Diyon ako nagkakaroon ng conflict. Father Rani. Well, um, I am against it, of course. Uh, and uh, my uh, answer to Saul's position in respect to the relationship between law and religion is that while it is correct that law should not be based on religious beliefs because law in our pluralistic society is supposed to be secular law, uh, still the fact is that law should reflect the values of a people and safeguard the values of a people. And uh, that our values are partly shaped by Christianity or in large measure shaped by Christianity, is undeniable. That having been said, I can understand why people press for divorce, especially if you take the fact that ours is the only country now without uh, divorce. But that is a poor argument if you say, well, since everybody else has it, yeah. let's have it too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, somehow it indicates that there is a social, there is social pressure for the passage of a divorce. But uh, Christian, I have made my point and I've made it clear. If your reason is I am trapped in a loveless marriage, then make use of any of the existing ways out provided for by the law. But what you really want with a divorce law is the chance to get married again. And I'd like to go to that point uh, which uh, Father Rani mentioned, uh, Dean Sol, aren't the current options available to couples enough? And uh, what do you think of the repercussions in case the, a divorce law uh, is finally legislated here in the Philippines? One that somehow, not exactly make a mockery out of, out of marriage as an institution, but again, make it easier for people to just get married and get out of that uh, uh, social institution uh, for whatever reason. I mean, again, I, I we have to look at the far-reaching repercussions of any policy that might be forthcoming. Divorce will be a mockery of our family laws. 
if the grounds that will support a divorce decree is easy to prove, okay, or something that is just very general, okay, and does not even go into the heart of the reason why they are divorcing. Kaya I am really in opposition to sa tinatawag irreconcilable differences. Okay, based on your experience, but, yes. as an expert in family law, what do you think would be a valid and sufficient reason to to have a divorce? Let's say okay. you are consulted in this okay. uh, legislation being That's crafted. In case, okay, one ground is repeated physical abuse. When a spouse, regardless of whether he's a man or a woman, is subjected to physical, sexual, emotional, you know, economic violence, all those grounds listed in Bausi, I don't think that that's not marriage anymore. I mean, you're using your wife as a punching bag. I think there should be a way out. But based on what we have right now, if you really want a way out, I have to prove that my husband, for example, is psychologically incapacitated. And if I cannot, the only option left now is what? Legal separation. separation. I'll just separate with him, but I'm still chained in that loveless marriage, which is no longer an, an inviolable social institution. Pero pag ganun din, Mawis, pag talagang ginugulte, binubugbo, mahirap ba talaga nahiwala yan using the argument of psychological kung, incapacity? Kung, mahirap kung, wala, kung hindi mo siya marirelate sa isang psychological incapacity. Or disorder. Yes, those are just manifestations eh. Yan, sinabi na yan sa Santos, kunwari doon sa isang kaso, Santos, no? Sa Santos, iniwanan ng asawa, yung asawa. Sabi, anong sabi ng Supreme Court? Prinove mo lang na inabandon eh. So yan ay ground lamang ng psychologic, ng legal separation. Hindi yan, yan may be a manifestation of psychological incapacity. Pero nasaan yung psychological incapacity? We have to prove that it existed at the time of the celebration of the marriage. Kaya ang divorce, hindi na tayo kailangan pumalik. I think that's one more reason why some people would really argue for divorce. Hindi na natin kailangang maghukay pa ng mga ano ba yung ugalin to, paano ba to pinalaki, existing ba yan at the time of the celebration of the marriage. We talk about the now. Ang pinag-uusapan natin, base sa ugali na yun, dapat ba tapusin na ang lahat? Huwag na tayo mag, ano, magkalkal pa ng mga nakaraan. What do you think, Father Rani? Uh, that, that's a valid argument for a lot of people. Uh, let's focus on the here and now. Huwag na tayo magkalkal ng nakaraan. I-connect pa kung meron talagang connection, di ba? Correct. Again, If you focus on the here and now, let's say you're dealing with a very ve- a very violent spouse, violence under VAUSI will be a ground to secure a, a uh, protection order. And uh, uh, maybe that... Uh, can be indicative of a psychological disorder also. Certainly, a divorce law that is carefully crafted would allow people to get out of this kind of situation. But, you know, for me, one thing like that is it's like a brick that you remove from under a house. It weakens the whole structure and we should be strengthening marriages instead of weakening them. Uh, Christian, I think I I should deliver this sermon to you since you're about to get married. (laughs) One of the things, one of the things we should be careful about is, and so as a family lawyer, I think this this has occurred to you too. One reason why we have problems like this is because we have too many immature people entering into marriage. If we were more vigilant about the maturity of people contracting marriage, we would not have these problems. Agree. Agree. 
Thank okay. you for the thank you for the instant homily, Father. Yes, of course. And I, I'd also like to put things in perspective here because, uh, of course, you have the Catholic wedding and you also have people getting married uh, civilly. Uh, which track is more difficult to take in terms of uh, wanting to end marriage? I, I will have to explain this before Dean Sol comes in. Huh? When a Catholic contracts a marriage in the Catholic Church, provided the Catholic priest is duly authorized by law to solemnize marriages, that marriage will also have effects for civil law. Yeah. Yes, yes. Now, however, when two Catholics or when a Catholic couple goes before an ecclesiastical tribunal for a declaration of nullity, the declaration of nullity issued by the ecclesiastical tribunal has no effect at all on their civil marriage. Mm -hmm. They remain married in the eyes of Philippine law. Yeah. And should anybody of them try to marry another, there would be ground for prosecution for bigamy. Yeah. Now, it is the same thing in the reverse. If they get a declaration of nullity in the family court and they do not do so before an ecclesiastical tribunal, they are living and they, they live in with other partners, they are living in what the church calls continuing adultery. And that is why it is the advice of pastors or parish priests that when you have obtained a decree of nullity from a family court, you file immediately with the ecclesiastical tribunal. But that should have been remedied. You remember, Saul, that there is pending in Congress a bill that seeks to have the decisions of ecclesiastical courts yes. given legal force yes. insofar as marriages contracted in the Catholic Church are concerned. Yes, that's very true. And I think that's the reason why, you know, there's such a thing as separation of church and state. Yeah. You know, you can get have your marriage declared void by a court. It does not necessarily mean that, you know, you can marry in a church and the same vice versa. So you, these are two different things. Yeah, but, but, but my question is, uh, let's say you're, um, you were involved in a Catholic wedding and your marriage was declared um, as null by a family court. Is it even more difficult to seek a declaration of nullity before the ecclesiastical court, Father Rani? The procedure in the uh, ecclesiastical court is usually simpler because the uh, procedure in canon law is uh, not adversarial as in a family court. It is inquisitorial. So the judge has a very active role. He asks, he demands evidence, he demands that documents be presented, he demands that witnesses be, uh, be uh, summoned, etc. The only problem is that uh, there is a defender of the bond who usually does his job very well. And as long as he sees any weakness in the declaration of nullity, he will appeal that uh, to the higher courts. Hmm. Hindi ba mas napadaling processa because of this uh, motto proprio uh, released by Pope Francis, I think, uh, 2015. Yes. Basically to streamline uh, the process, yes. and which is also an argument uh, that can be used. Uh, for those Catholics who are saying, well, it's difficult to, to seek a nullity or nullification of our marriage. But here but comes don't the... forget uh, that motto yeah. proprio, Mitis Judex, uh, which was issued by Pope Francis, only applies to cases that are obvious. For example, oh, for example 
if somebody comes to me and says, you know, when I married this guy, I found out later on that he was already earlier married. That is the impediment of existing marriage. That is an obvious case. The bishop doesn't have to go through a trial process anymore. He can then and there declare it valid. But in most cases, it will still be uh, judicial procedures. Okay, but did that exactly improve the situation in terms of streamlining the process, let's say in the dioceses? Let me just answer it like this. Many bishops are afraid to use that because many bishops would not like to take it upon themselves to declare a marriage null. So they would prefer to go to the ordinary process. <laughs> it's the same thing. Now, before we end this discussion, again, I'd also like to ask about the, the cost because this is often raised uh, for those who are pushing for the legalization of divorce here in the Philippines. Uh, Dean Sol, is it really costly? Uh, does it take a significant amount of money to go before for Dean Sol, Before Dean Sol answers, let me tell you this. If you hire Dean Sol, it would be very costly. No? <laughs> she is a very good lawyer. I was about to say I invoke my right against <laughs> Okay. Is that true, Dean Sol, that it would be costly if a couple or, or a spouse decides okay. to get you? Okay. Ang sagot ko lagi, Christian, ganito. Kung ikaw ay nagpakasal, itong ginastos mo, yung to undo things, ganyan din ang gastos mo. <laughs> Very safe answer. <laughs> In short, relative, yung magiging magastos. <laughs> no, but generally, let's say if you follow the, the, the process in court, let's say seeking a declaration of nullity, I mean... It is costly. Is it costly? It is costly, especially if you, are, you will refer your client to a psychiatrist and psychologist, then you have a lawyer, okay? It's not easy to get an, 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 a decree of annulment or nullity in the Philippines. It's not easy. You really have to prepare. Like how, like how much? Yan talaga ako mag invoke ng aking right against self-incriminating. Dinsol, Dinsol, yung mga cases of declaration nullity na ganyan, may filing fee ba yan? Opo, may filing fee. Alam mo, nakakapagpamahal pa dyan is pag may kasamang properties. Kasi oh. ang, ang presyo ng ang filing fee, mag, ano, depende din yan sa properties. Mas mayaman, mas malaki talaga yung gagastos. Eh. Kasi, if, uh, for example, if the marriage has been annulled or nullified, there is always an effect on how the properties now will be distributed, partitioned, and the like. Okay. Now, I don't, I don't want this conversation to end in a sour note. Siguro baka people might think uh, you might be encouraged to actually push for divorce or kaya to go for the options available currently in law. I'd like to ask you about this. Um, of course, we know that there are difficult circumstances in a marriage, but uh, I'd like to start with Dean Sol. Based on your, your experience, uh, how often or is it really common, for instance, for, for spouses who are involved in a problematic marriage that somehow in the process of seeking, let's say, legal separation, annulment, or declaration of nullity, that they're able to work things out oh, yes. somehow. Yes. You know, it's just sometimes a matter of communication. And you know, that this is one thing I noticed no, based on my experience. Those who did not honor their mother or father, their marriage will not work out well. I, I was able to validate that, no? Yung sinasabi na honor your father and mother and everything will be well, yung ganun. Pag hindi talaga sinunod ng bata at hindi mo inonor magulang mo, hindi talaga, hindi talaga tatama yung marriage. So ako ang pinaka-importante sa akin, you know, I've been married already for 33 years. 
there are lots of ups and downs. But I will have to say this, it's my belief in the Catholic faith that made us together. Um, kasi nasa pagpapalaki din yun at nasa paniniwala. Tama si Father eh. Dapat siguro yung magsasabi ng I do, may level of maturity. Kaya lagi kong sinasabi yung a-attend sa mga marriage counseling, yung mga free, yung mga bago ka ikasal, talaga dapat a-attend ka dyan. Kasi matututo ka eh. Matututo ka talaga. At Father Rani. Okay. Father Rani, any final uh, sermon or words of advice? My final uh, word, uh, Christian, is... Uh, that I will pray for the beauty, success, happiness, and joy of your marriage. And uh, I will remain very firm in my position that troubled spouses should try to make their marriage work yes. if it's seeking the way out. And uh, at the same time, I want to say that this was the most pleasant exchange with a very intelligent Lodin for which I'm grateful. Father Rani is a very good man. Okay. It's very principled. That I can say, very, it's very consistent. I like okay. talking to Father Rani. Okay. Dean Soledad Mawis and Father Rani Aquino, thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you. Thank you very much. God bless. So that's it for tonight's episode. This has been your host, Christian Esguera. Watch this episode again on I Want TFC or listen to our podcast on Spotify. For recaps and exclusive content, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel and catch up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you again tomorrow after the fact.